A tag is simply an identifier. It's a way for our brains to learn and understand things as we place them in categories. But what about the conversation that exists underneath the label? What about the definition and the way we feel about the definition and how our definition could have been incorrectly installed because of a negative experience? Today, we're going to be talking about trauma in preparation for our live event coming up in just two days. If you aren't on that list, email me at b at emboldenlabel.com. That's E-M-B-L-D-N label.com. And just type beta for more information. Hey, this is B. Andrine, formerly known as, oh, good Lord, we don't have time for that. This is My Self-Worth is a Size Zero, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. Here, you'll turn your negative inner dialogue into a goal-crushing identity. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you let someone see you from the inside out? That's what I thought. Hey, so you know if you've been listening to the show for a while that it used to be called Tear Out the Tags. A tag being like a label we wear on the inside of us or something that someone has placed on us that we've claimed ownership over that doesn't actually belong to us. Now, many of us have these labels that we grew up with or that we wear in the corporate world or that we feel about ourselves when we want to propel our business forward. And oftentimes I find that my clients pull up these labels that are very specific for their lives. Like recently I had a conversation with somebody who was wearing the tag crybaby. And it's really easy to get focused on these really limiting tags. Um, And I say limiting, they're so individual for each and every one of us. And that's why this is so difficult because we have to really get specific within ourselves of what did I really pick up on? What has actually landed on me that I'm carrying with me? But then what are all the labels that lie underneath the surface of that? And I find that labels end up being like a hierarchy. Like there's a label that is kind of the biggest or the most relevant to you. And there's a definition of that. And then underneath that definition is several labels that would describe that bigger label. And then the same thing, you would define each and every one of those sub labels And underneath each and every one of those would be a descriptor of then those. And if you keep going down that hierarchy, there are all of these tiny little events and experiences that happened in your life that contributed kind of like a pyramid to that big label that's sitting at the top. So for those of you who don't know a lot about my story, I went through a really toxic relationship and divorce and at that season in my life, felt like a shell of a person, like I had been stripped of everything good I had ever believed in in my life about myself. And that was really a time that was both incredibly difficult and incredibly exciting because in some weird way, I got to give myself permission to rebuild myself back up and really seek out the pieces of me that I had missed because I had taken on all of these negative labels that belonged to others or that others wanted me to take ownership of. And so I've been on now an almost nine-year journey of um, really seeking that true identity and that um, empowerment within myself. And part of that has become what I would call a healing journey. And it's funny because even the label healing with some people 
is uncomfortable. Um, those who have been told to let it go, those who've been told that time will heal, are uncomfortable with this thought that we actually have to make an effort to heal. And I've come to a place in my life, and, and I've been here actually for a long time, where healing is one of the most exciting things that I do. Getting to look within, getting to unlock a piece of my life that I then get to explore like a child and imagine what my life can be like without that negative energy, without that negative hook within me, that negative label, um, that's like, it's joy. It's so exciting. And I find that the label is really the problem in most circumstances because in our, in our minds, like for me, I would say that I had to redefine the label healing because prior to this journey, I didn't know what healing meant. Healing to me was like, you have broken a leg and you're going to be stuck in a cast and it's going to be limiting and awful and uncomfortable and itchy and terrible. And so healing is not something that I look forward to doing. Therefore, I'm not going to take the risk that my leg might get broken. Now that might sound crazy, but most people live their lives like this. In If you take like a physical injury out of the picture, there are many, many people you may be one of them who won't take a risk and step outside of your comfort zone because you're scared of the healing that may be on the other side or the rebuilding of your life or your identity or your financial circumstances or whatever else it may be. And so today I want to talk about the word trauma. Um, for those of you who are just kind of joining this podcast and who are really discovering where your self-worth number lies and is it changing day to day or are you going through a season where your self-worth is suffering? Now I can tell you that I can truly stand here today in my healing through or through my healing rather and say that most of my life is particularly in adulthood my self-worth was quite literally a size zero. I had very little um, if if any at seasons in my life, um, particularly around that time of that toxic relationship. And I also can honestly say that I became very good at hiding it. I became very good at waking up every morning and putting on a false confidence that would allow me to function through my day. And you are probably similar to that. There's probably a part of you that gets ready every morning and puts on your clothes and does your morning routine and you decide that everything that's underneath, everything that's broken or hurting or yearning is going to hide within you so that nobody sees that vulnerability and takes advantage of it. Now, if you do that, that's okay because there are circumstances where you don't want to show all of your stuff to just anybody. Um, however, if you hide that for so long, you're really blocking yourself from knowing the full potential that you have in this world and in your life. So I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it again because I think it's important. When I started coaching, I just found so much joy in the fact that so many people are wearing these negative labels that they believe are quite literally holding them back from accomplishing their goals. 
and what it was like to move someone past those negative labels and allow them to shed that negative identity or that broken belief system that they grew up with. It was so amazingly beautiful. And then what I noticed is certain clients would have these labels that seemed innocent. They seemed similar to me and I would go to push, right? Which is my job. My job is to push you as a coach and I would push and I would instantly run into trauma. Now, the only reason that I knew that it was trauma was because of my own healing journey. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor but I'm a coach and I ran into trauma going, how do I deal with this? I'm not formally educated in dealing with trauma. However, I am educated in dealing with my own trauma and my own healing. So knowing that I couldn't ethically push my clients past those labels, knowing that they were going to come face to face with trauma because that's what happens with trauma is the closer you get to it, the more you feel those similar feelings that you felt at the time of trauma. So I went out and I found a trauma modality and it is a Christian-based trauma modality called Splunkna. It has changed my life and it has changed my ability to work with clients in a more efficient and healing way. But I find that many of my clients in the business space don't want to bring this modality into their work, into their coaching, because they don't believe that they have had any kind of significant trauma. And trauma, the definitions, there's two definitions of the word trauma that are significant. One is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, and the second is physical injury. So if you look at something like physical injury, you're going to say to yourself, well, duh, that that makes sense that that would be trauma. If you're in a car accident and you get hurt, that is traumatizing. And because so many people have been through so much hardship and so much trauma, when we run into trauma that can't be as easily identified, we tend to downplay it. We live in a culture that makes it quite comfortable to downplay the trauma. Now, my belief system on that is that we are not being properly taught the right tools to be able to help each other in a human way without a mental health professional or a psychologist or a a pastor or someone who really has those tools to be able to help us through trauma. And it's interesting because we are often laying down our burdens for our friends right? How many times do you call someone in your family or one of your closest friends and you just let go of all the struggle in your life and you get the response back that says, oh, that's so hard. I'm so sorry you're dealing with this, which is so common in our culture. Or maybe you are listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I never tell anyone about anything that's going on in my life because I don't need to because I know how to push forward. I would refer to that style as sweeping things under the rug. Now, something that you may not know is that there are two types of trauma. There's type A trauma and there's type B trauma. Type B trauma is more of what you would think of when you think of the word trauma. Again, think more that physical injury category. Now, type A is your unrecognizable, hard to identify trauma. And for the purpose of this episode, I'm just going to call it the hard stuff. 
And I'm going to call it the hard stuff or the struggle or the overwhelm because those labels are labels that you can easily identify with in your own life today. One thing that I love about this podcast episode that I'm creating right now is that we are getting very close to the Christmas holiday. We are definitely in already the Christmas season. And if I could tell you the number of people that I've talked to who are dealing with a high level of overwhelm, a high level of struggle, and a high level of hard stuff, well, I guess I am. This is my podcast. And I am telling you, every person that I have discussed anything with in the last several weeks is dealing with family issues, work issues, overwhelm over the holidays, financial issues, marital stress, anxiety about spending time with certain family members, you name it, they're experiencing it. Now, all of these people that I've talked to, including my clients, aren't experiencing all of the struggles. They're experiencing very specific struggles that are very specific to their own life and their own identity. And some of those struggles feel supercharged because of some negative labels that those people and clients are wearing on the inside. So this brings me to my story that I have for you today. And that story is I spent four days getting my master certification in Splunkna, which is a Christian-based inner healing modality that I have used in my business to move these negative blocks out of my client's way. And I've been struggling with how do I frame this? I have always been someone who has been very uniquely wired and I've been given the gift of my life, which by the way, was not always seen as a gift. It did put me in situations that were not always the best for me. However, I've had this beautiful gift in my life of being able to experience perspectives that are quite literally on opposite sides of the fence. So if you think of introvert and extrovert being on opposite sides of the fence, very black and white thinking, then you will understand what I mean when I say I've had the gift of living my life in a very extroverted way, seeking and recharging by being around people. And I've also lived a season of my life as an extreme introvert, really needing time alone to recharge and re-energize. Now that is, in my opinion, a personality trait that there's really no negative to being able to see both sides of that fence. I have many, many other categories of my life where I've gotten to receive that same blessing. And one of those is I grew up in a non-Christian household. So I grew up in a family that did not have a faith system. They did not have a religion. And I would say that I didn't have a label associated with that. Now, if you're a Christian, you would label me as an atheist or an agnostic, but I didn't grow up in a family system where we needed to label ourselves as anything. We didn't wear the label non-believer. We didn't have a label for what our family was. And yet, I've also lived now for nine years of my life as a Christian So I spent the weekend at this inner healing retreat where I learned the master certification skills to reach the top level of practitionership with this organization. And it is a modality that quite literally saved my life. I was in a a season of really struggling 
really feeling like I just couldn't figure out why I've, I continued to make good decisions and I continued to follow my heart and I continued to pursue this life that I thought I would find this, this life that I couldn't quite get right. And I started getting this modality done on me about four and a half years ago. And it has caused healing of traumas that I would have never, ever in a million years acknowledged as traumas. If I were to have told you about them, I would have discounted them as silly little things that happened to me in my childhood or in my adulthood that frustrated me, no doubt, or that hurt my feelings. But I would have never assumed that those those like baby wounds that I experienced were actually these deep emotional traumas that were leading me to show up and act in a way that wasn't in my true authentic self. Now coming out of that four-day retreat and all of the learning that I got there, I would tell you that if you were walking into the room that I was in, if you had just shown up at this retreat center and you had walked in and experienced this group, you would have been tempted to label the group. You would have walked in and seen about 90 people. Four or five of those people were men and the rest were women. You would have been prompted to make an assumption about why we were there. Now, with a tiny bit of context, you would have figured out that everyone in the room was a Christian, and believes that we have one sovereign God. Now, if that alone makes you uncomfortable for me to even say, stay with me here. Because as you continued forward, you would also learn that most of the room is some type of coach or therapist and is focused on the soft skills development of those in their realms. And you may have been tempted to quickly decide that you don't belong in that room based on those things that you learned about all of these people right away. And I can say that because as a non-Christian who turned to God at a hard season in my life, I still show up at places like that and I feel like I'm not a Christian-y enough Christian to be in that room. And this is something that you do and I do. And this is also something that everyone else in the room that I was in does because we take those root traumas and those beliefs that we have about ourselves and we decide to discount ourselves and take us out of a situation because those labels that we wear don't match the perceived labels of what we feel like is in the room that we're being really challenged to walk into. And that is a limitation on your success. Now, you may not have any desire to go and learn a Christian anything. You may have a desire to go and start a business. You may have a desire to go and climb the corporate ladder at your workplace, become a high-level executive in your corporate structure. You may be a stay-at-home mom who knows that you have a little bit more to give and you're not exactly sure how to do that, but you're terrified of what that means when you decide you have to disarm some of the labels that keep you as only a stay-at-home mom. Now, if you had walked into that same retreat center and you had stayed the entire time and you had pushed past that initial judgment and assumption of the people in the room, you would have found that everyone in the room has suffered from a high level of trauma 
And many of those traumas are type A traumas. Many of those traumas are just hardship and overwhelm and struggle. And the healing that has come from just that group of about 90 people would cause you to move in a way toward your own growth and development, towards your own healing, to the point where you would have no problem saying, I think I've been through some trauma in my life. And on the opposite side of the fence, that black or white thinking, if you were to pull way, 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 way back to just entering the room and not knowing anything about anyone that was in attendance at the retreat that I was a part of, you really would not be able to make any accurate assumptions at all, even based on the content. Because everyone in that room was human. Those humans had experienced everything from divorce to child abuse to being unwanted by a parent or a sibling to addiction to exploitation to financial loss to spiritual abuse. The list goes on and on and on and on. Now to end cap this episode today, which has been heavy and serious and intense, and I realize that, I want you to hear me say that trauma or struggle, overwhelm, and hardship are isolating. You feel like you're alone, like you're the only person who's ever experienced what you've experienced that has deeply hurt you. And so you label yourself with something negative and you wear it around inside of you, hiding it from the world and really leaving it unresolved because in your mind, you've convinced yourself that it's not affecting you, even though you know in your heart and you know in your gut that it is. And so to finish up, I'm going to read you a passage out of a book that I just received in the mail. And this is a book I've been wanting to read for the past two years that I haven't gotten around to getting yet. It comes highly recommended, but I'm going to tell you that right now, I don't know for sure that I would recommend it to you because I quite literally just opened the first page of the first chapter. But in that first chapter was a passage that shook me as a human And it says, research by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has shown that one in five Americans was sexually molested as a child. One in four was beaten by a parent to the point where a mark was left on their body. And one in three couples engages in physical violence. A quarter of us grew up with alcoholic relatives and one out of every eight witnessed their mother being beaten or hit. Now, To wrap your brain around those words is just difficult, at least for me. And this is from the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Now, those numbers are staggering to think that there are that many people that have been through that type of trauma in their lives. And if you look at the content of what I just read to you, There are many people who will see all of those things as normal systems of their life because they happen oftentimes from the people who love us most or who are supposed to. And so if you are someone today who is thinking like, I'm not going to own up to this word or this label called trauma. It's not something I'm comfortable with. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to bring it up. I want to ask you instead, what are you struggling with? today? And is that struggle similar to what you were struggling with many years ago? 
If the answer to that is yes, then you may have some work to do around trauma in your own life. Now, lastly, and I know you are probably sick to death of me in this super long episode, but I am so excited to announce that I am currently taking on four clients, four, that I'm opening my books up for free to. And those clients will be receiving two sessions a month for the next two months for completely free. I'm taking two men and two women for that specific style of coaching. And this is going to be surrounding the struggle in your life. Now, there are only three requirements involved. The first is you have to be okay with God. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be a believer. It doesn't mean you have to be a Christian. It means that you have to be okay with me working in tandem with God to move you and your life forward. If you're not comfortable with that, then this is not for you. The second is you have to be ready to be vulnerable and open with yourself and ready to explore what you could become if you allowed these negative labels to drop off of you. And the third is that you are prepared to learn how to show up differently in the world that you live in as a new and renewed sense of you when you discover that the overwhelm that you're holding onto so tightly is something that you are committed to more than anyone else in your life. And when you decide to let it go, your entire life will change. If you are interested in being one of these clients, it is a $680 value, $680 savings that you will get over the next two months if you work with me as one of these four clients. And all you have to do is email me, I want to heal my trauma at b at emboldenlabel.com. That's B-E-E at E-M-B-L-D-N label.com. I look forward to chatting with you tomorrow. Thank you for honoring this space and really receiving this message that I had for you in being in a room with all of these incredible humans who were willing to face their traumas, heal them, and are now out in the world healing others and helping others. See you tomorrow.